The Money Show. The Africa Business Report. Daniel Kavisha is in the Botswana this evening. When last, Daniel, were you traveling around African countries? Have you been going regularly through COVID or is this the first visit after a long period? No, I must admit, Bruce, I managed to travel during the course of last year. I managed to put in at least two trips I did in Namibia and I also managed to do Zambia towards the end of last year. But yeah, this year it's looking up. Uh, started with bots and that was absolutely fantastic. Very good engagement there. Um, and yeah, I'm looking forward to, to the rest of the trips uh, that uh, you know we all sort of have scheduled for the year. I think touching base with some of our key markets is, is pretty much what most people are trying to do right now, at least specifically me. <laughs> no, no, absolutely. Let's talk about Botswana then. I mean, any marked differences between now and the last time that you were there? So, I mean, it, it was a very interesting trip for me. I think in part, you know, we're presenting... And really launching the way to invest in Africa and it done phenomenal, you know, fifth position really across the continent. And I think you can see that, you know, one of the things you're finding there is you had this government that came into this crisis with such strong fiscal numbers, right, and sizable reserves. And you just can't, you know, negate any of these factors because what that allowed them to do was respond very quickly. You know, remember, they were the first African country to actually make acquisitions for the vaccine, despite having all these delays that, you know, they eventually experienced. You know, effectively, they could have probably been the first one to reach herd immunity. Um, so, you know, the response from government has been quite strong. I think, you know, speaking to people there, there's, there's a very strong level head regarding how quickly they need to diversify the economy. Um, it's eight, over 80% reliance in terms of export earnings from, from the diamond sector. I think they've been talking about it for quite some time. COVID-19 really was probably the tip of the iceberg that made them realize, look, at best, irrespective of, you know, what your analysts are telling you, maybe it's another 10 years, 20 years, when, you know, diamonds will continue giving you this type of prices and you'll be able to export them internationally. There's this moment now where they have to tap in and, and ramp up operations in the country. I think what's good for them is they're creating that policy environment to enable a lot of these investments. So small market, but, you know, they're effectively launching, as an example, if they haven't already, eight special economic zones. A very small country, you know. So, so they're thinking a little bit more diverse. They, they want to fix the ease of doing business. You know, they want to be known as the logistics hub, despite the size, despite the location. And people could argue Namibia would be easier, SA could be easier. But, you know, they want to tackle some of these issues head on by creating that environment that's easier for investors. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, to make it easier, you make it easier, and then people will vote yeah. with their feet. Thank you very much. You do it, and they will come. Um, what's, yeah. what's the state of the economy like? They've had a budget recently. Um, are they yeah. feeling the sort of cold wind of inflation beginning to creep up? So, and you're going to ask me this, right? And if you recall, Bruce, we spoke about 12 months about inflation on the continent. And I remember at that time, it could have been right smack in the middle of, of COVID. I remember we had this long discussion, and we said, we're going to enter this period where it's going to be bread and butter stuff, right? Supply chain have been disrupted. That's effectively going to lead to inflation increases. We're seeing oil starting to pick up. That's effectively going to lead to oil increases. And we've seen food prices also pick up. All of these have led to a confluence of factors that are leading to much higher than anticipated inflation in places like bots. So the latest print has come in at 10%, whooping 10%. And it's a market where inflation was hovering at about three and two and a half, you know, when we entered this pandemic. 
And it's, you know, some of these factors, of course, internally, they had to hike up back after a very long period of time. They had electricity charges they had to introduce about a year ago. And then this year, it's sort of the adjustment towards education, etc. But this theme that we've been speaking about consistently, that inflation will be a problem on the continent, it's really starting to show on your print. And, you know, your immediate response then is, you know, just how aggressively will our central banks be in trying to taming this? And, and again, we've spoken about it. Like, they can hike by 50, they can hike by 100, they can hike by 150. Our concern is still that these are supply-led pressures. It's not necessarily consumers who are driving up these prices. It's just the state of what's going on globally. And that means you know, inflation will stick around irrespective. Yeah. Yeah, okay, it's interesting. And uh, we're not, are we not seeing any sort of decisive action then yet from places like Botswana, Namibia, Zambia? Yeah, so I, I think NAM and Zambia, they're going up this week with their central banks. I expect hikes. Um, I think the narrative w- would be around the potential for inflationary problems later this year. Zambia might pull back and see the impact of the last hike they had because they already started the hiking cycle. Sometimes you see central banks doing that. Namibia is behind the curve, so I expect them to hike. Botswana, effectively, in a month's time, will also hike as well. And And look... The bigger drive here is that globally we're entering a high interest rate environment. There's, you know, inflation problem that everyone is, is talking about. You know, U.S. prints about 7%, and, and we realize, okay, this is not just an emerging market problem, likely going to be a global one. And central banks, this is what they do, right? You, most of them, it's an inflation target analysis that you're working with. So you, you hike commensurately with what's going on in inflation. But I think our concern is there's still massive output gaps. Right. So let's not forget that we've just gone through a devastating time on our economies. They're still very frail. Our small and medium enterprises are still struggling to get business. Credit appetite in our region, at least in southern Africa, it's not necessarily that great, Bruce. I mean, it's less than 10 percent at best. You know, some economies hitting about five or six. These are not stellar numbers. You know, this is not the type of growth which we can go back and say, yeah, we've got a rearing household sector or we're in business sector. So, so I think that's sort of my concern, you know, that they'll be forced to hike to deal with the inflation problem at a time when economies, any form of recovery is really just a function of what's going on on the export side. And, you know, new investments that are coming into niche sectors like pharmaceuticals or renewables, which is, of course, very topical for the region. Thank, yeah. thank, thank you, Daniel Kavisha, very much indeed. Economist for Sub-Saharan Africa at RMB with our Africa Business Report.